course, it's time now to be joined by one of your uh, great mates, a man with you've worked uh, many, many times. It is Grant Nisbet. Grant, uh, great to have you on the show, mate, and thanks for joining us on this uh, Sunday afternoon. No worries, boys. How are we doing? Yeah, we're doing very good, Nisbo. Hey, look, I was talking to Justin before about the game, and you called it as well last night, um, the, about the winger, oh, not the winger, the player who was literally limping over the line to score the try. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And Justin says, you saw the, you called the injury early. Yeah, yeah. I subsequently found out, actually, I was talking to someone in the Cairo Club this morning that um, he had a bit of cramp. I thought he might have pulled a muscle, but he had a bit of cramp. And it did. It looked pretty comical, didn't it? It was the Argentinian fellow, wasn't it? Bogato. Yeah. Yeah, it sure was, Nisbo. Uh, and yeah, it was. It was quite hilarious to see him struggle his way for three or four minutes just to, to get the try scored. But um, uh, I was going to ask you. You came up with a fascinating stat as we we're driving to the game, um, saying that the average points. I think you said it was 61 and a half being scored in Super Rugby and it hasn't been like that since the, basically since the inception wow. around the sort of mid-90s. Um, why do you think that's the case? Is it because of the law changes that we are getting that many points on average per game? Yeah, I think it is actually. Uh, Justin, I just think there's a bit more room and you'd know as a halfback, you know, there's a lot more room around, uh, around the scrums and that and so um, I think I think that's allowed attack. And um, uh, that's the only thing I can put it down to. Um, and also, I think too that the referees are being a lot more, um, shall we say, uh, tough on uh, on timing and 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 a bit of fatigue is setting in. Blokes don't have a chance to recover the way they used to. Um, and I think that might be another reason too. I was sort of trying to give it a bit of thought, really, because it was quite a quite a staggering statistic. Because it's not like it's gone up half a point; it's actually gone up. I think the the record season was ninety seven, when it was an, on average of fifty seven points a game. This this is sixty one. I mean, it's not just half a point; it's four points, which is hell of a lot when you think of an average. It surely is a hell of a lot. 61 and a half, although in saying that, the Hurricanes got 59 and they went over Mara Pacifica, so they could have shared it out a bit, Nisbo. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I mean, Mara Pacifica could have at least contributed something, but they didn't. Um, so, so they didn't quite reach they didn't quite reach the average, did they? But uh, I tell you what, the game we did in Dunedin, they sure as hell reached the average. Yeah, didn't they? Absolutely. It was... Yeah, a bit one-sided in that regard, wasn't it, really? I didn't feel that the Highlanders had that many, that many points in them, but the Drew have been slightly off, I think, helped their cause. Uh, look, we asked the listeners, Nisbo, basically what they thought uh, was their form team of the competition at the moment, and there was, there's been plenty of, I guess, sides that are playing well um, and have only dropped one game, if any, like the Chiefs haven't. Um, who do you feel to say if there was to be a final next weekend would be the side that you see the most in form right now. Yeah, look, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you can only really gauge at whether a team's playing well depending on who the opposition is. And if you've struck, as the Highlanders did in their first three weeks, if you strike, you know, the Chiefs, the Crusaders and, um, and uh, the Blues... Uh, then it's hard to gauge against the team that might have played some of the lesser teams. So it's it's pretty tough after five weeks. But you know, I think I think there are. I was going to say four New Zealand teams are pretty much in form. But then I, you'd you'd have to say after watching the Highlanders last night, given the opposition was poor though, 
uh, they, they're running into some sort of form as well. So if there was a final uh, next week, um, I think the Chiefs might be there, Justin, but I, I'd be really struggling to tell you who they might be playing. I guess, it would, again, it would be dependent on injuries too, which have taken a hell of a toll on some of the teams and not so much on the others. What about your uh, mob, the the Hurricanes? Um, but, you know, there was a, a few questions about how they would cope without TJ Perianara being out with his injury. Um, Cam Roygaard's come in so well. They said they were going to move Geordie to the centres, which they've done. Um, I mentioned Billy Proctor. I thought, man, he's just playing a different level of rugby this year. Genuine title contender, do you think? Are you optimistic about their chances from what you've seen so far? Yeah, look, they've only played one New Zealand team so far, and that was the Blues, and they lost. In a game they probably should have won, let's be honest, but they didn't. Um, so if they're going to consider themselves title contenders, they've got to be able to win those sort of games. And uh, so far they've, they've uh, sort of come up short. So uh, it's a bit hard to get a gauge on them until they start playing you know, teams like the Crusaders and the Chiefs. I'm sort of reserving judgment a wee bit. I would say, though, they seem to have good depth uh, and even without Geordie there uh, last night, they they still played pretty damn well, didn't they? And they brought blokes off the bench who made major contributions. So, um, yeah, I'm reasonably optimistic about them. But as I say, it's just hard to get engaged until they start playing some of the other New Zealand teams. Hey, Nisbo, you mentioned the, the shot clock and the stop clock and the timer and making the game faster. And it certainly made it more entertaining, I think, from a fan's perspective this year. But what are the chances of this going into the Rugby World Cup this year? Will it be considered or is it not on the table? No, look, it won't, it won't be on the table because it wasn't thought up by those in the Northern Hemisphere, let's be honest about it. So, uh, unless they thought of it, unless they thought of it, it's not a good idea. But it certainly makes a great rugby down this part of the world, doesn't it? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, I think can be changed in the game of rugby. Don't start me on rolling malls. Um, but uh, because, it, because it suits them up north, they, they like to keep the game at a reasonable, their clip. They don't really like to play at the sort of speed we want to play at. Mm. Um, so there'll be no chance, I would think, of that going through to the World Cup. Speaking of that, uh, what have you made this week of the announcement of, of Scott Robertson uh, in terms of, we've already had a few thoughts on it in terms of the timing um, with the current coach still in place and what you know, obviously what he, what he will bring uh, to the team when he get, finally does get control which won't be until next year's rugby championship, you would imagine, or next year's domestic tests, I should say, in June. So he's got a bit of time to wait. Yeah, he has. Look, oh, I'm very critical of the timing, Justin. I mean, I, I think I think they've got the right bloke, no doubt, no doubt about that. But do we need to know who the next All Black coach is 15 months out from when he actually coaches <laughs> his first test match? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just flaming ridiculous. I mean, yeah. the team that Scott Robertson runs out won't be until about June, July of 2024. And we're just late March 2023. Do we really need to know who the All Black coach is? And why have we done it so quickly? I just, I, you know, I, I just find it staggering, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I think most people would agree with you on that. And just picking up on that too, we just had a text in. Hi guys, this is for both of you, Justin and you, Nisbo. When Razor picks his assistant coaches, I hope he doesn't make the mistake and pick Scott Hanson. He will go with McDonald and Ryan, so that makes three Cantabs. You can't have four Cantabs as coaches. What do you think, boys? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, you, I guess you do need to... Uh, you want to be inclusive, don't you? So... Um, yeah, the whole country wants to feel as if, uh, you know, it's their team. 
uh, and it probably wouldn't be a good look. Um, I don't know. I don't know which way he's going to go, and I, I wonder too whether Justin, whether there'll be an input from New Zealand Rugby, uh, whether he'll have uh, sort of a free shot at it himself, or whether New Zealand Rugby will be making some suggestions. Yeah, it's a good point. Technically, Leon McDonald isn't a uh, Crusaders coach, though, is he? Although he has coached at the Crusaders, but right now he's a Blues coach. <laughs> so if you wanted to look at it in that way, but yeah, I've, I've had a few people ask me about uh, Ronan Agara, whether I thought he would Ooh. come into the thought process. But I, I thought probably maybe a year ago Ronan would come into Razor's mindset, but Ronan's just progressed so far at La Rochelle. Um, he's well sought after now. I wouldn't imagine that. It's something he's thinking about since he's forging such a good um, coaching pedigree himself on his own. So, yeah, it's. I think it's just about getting buy-in and that it is, is a team for the nation, isn't it? And and the key thing for any head coach is to get the, the personnel around him that makes him the best coach he can be and gets the results that he knows he can get. Now, he's managed to do that at Canterbury and, uh, and the Crusaders, and if he... And he absolutely needs to do that at the All Blacks with even more pressure and spotlight on you. So I don't begrudge anyone he, he picks. And, and it doesn't worry me um, where they come from or who they are as long as it makes him successful. That's the key. Ian Boyce, can I yeah, ask? Yeah, look, I, I agree. And I, 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 I thought Hanson, you know, Steve Hanson did it pretty well. He, um, he, uh, he got Grant Fox in, who, who sort of, yeah. I guess you could say, covered the, the Auckland area. Um, you know, and he had Ian Foster, who was sort of Waikato man himself. And, um, yeah, it, it's a perception thing more than anything, isn't it, really, that uh, yeah, yeah. that uh, the rugby public could be looking, thinking, you know, we, we, we don't want um, a whole crew from one particular area. So I don't think you'll see, for instance, I don't think you'll see both Leon McDonald and Jason Holland, because to me they are pretty much do the same thing. So it'll be either or, uh, I would imagine, uh, between those two. Yeah, no, I, look, I, you could be right then, Isabel. We will find out. One quick question for you both. Who does the scheduling for Super Rugby? How can we have Moana Pacifica last night at Mount Smart? Today we've got the Blues versus the Force at Eden Park. They're both Auckland-based teams. Could they not put them on different weeks? Plus we've got the Warriors on at the same time. Who, <laughs> Who is in charge of this thing? Crikey. <laughs> yeah, it's either a feast or a famine, isn't it, really? And then, of course, you had the All-Whites. I think they were at Mount Smart on, what, Thursday they night, were. I think? Yeah, they were. Uh, and then you had a cricket match at Eden Park yesterday. Uh, I can't keep up. <laughs> no, neither can I. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's all on one particular uh, network that's broadcasting it as well. So I won't, we won't go into that because it's, that's not um, where, where we want to go, to be perfectly honest. But... Uh, <laughs> Nispo, um, just finally, isn't it Bowls Sunday today? I was very happy to hear you come on the show because we we always value your opinion and uh, great to hear your insight. But I would have thought that you would be busy taking someone apart on the Bowls department this afternoon. Yeah, not not this weekend, uh, Justin. No, no. Uh, there's Bowls Tuesday and Thursday, uh, t- Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, but not. Uh, not um, this weekend. I, I, once, once the rugby starts, it kind of curtails the old weekend bowls a wee bit. I do manage to uh, get yeah. some in here and there, but um, no, it's not quite the same once we get into Super Rugby. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, Grant, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, mate. We really appreciate it, and um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your Sunday.
Good on you, boys. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. Cheers, Nisbo. Oh, that's awesome. There's Grant Nisbo. What a, what a great chat. What a great man. What great insights.